Andy, you get out of the house lately? No, not really. Um, I've just been feeling like a hermit. You know, I, I've just wanted to stay in. I've even decided I'm gonna do my. I'm doing my job from my house. I just, I'm just not gonna leave home anymore. Sure. I, I mean, I've just decided to not do I'm my making. job at all. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we don't get a lot of income from this. You're probably not going to be able to make do on just the uh, Spring Food Mo uh, negative uh, revenue stream. No, I'll be fine. I mean, the food that I subside on is pretty cheap, actually. I, I could tell you about it. Yeah, I would love it if you did. Well, I mean, it's a, I'd say it's pretty well balanced. It's, a, it's non-dairy, but it is fruit oh, yeah. juice based. Uh, it's a, I don't know if you've heard of this. It's Pineapple Whip, Andy. I have heard of it. I mean, yeah. we're supposed to be advertising for them right now. That's so weird. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they want to sell themselves as the only thing anyone should eat. But you know what? Let's go ahead and say it. Everyone should only eat Pineapple Whip. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think it's a good move. It certainly worked for me. I have the physique of uh, an Adonis, I would yeah. say. Uh, Pineapple Whip, of course, is a non-dairy, fruit-juice-based soft serve that comes in six tasty rotating flavors, Andy. You want to hear anything about those flavors? There's strawberry kiwi. There's grape (laughs) and orange. Pineapple, of course. Mango peach. Mm. And get this, Andy. Nanogranite. Wow. Nanogranite, Andy. I know that I've heard the tagline for that one. It's, we put rocks in it. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that is the tagline. But they've been family-owned and operated since 1974, Andy, and back then, that's just kind of all they had. Yeah. Is that part of the copy? <laughs> We're just making up stuff about this family now. Uh, actually, yeah, the members of that family did ask us to advertise on this show, and it's really cool of them to do that. I did not get a chance to go out and try Pineapple Whip this week, so... uh I'm just going to assume that my opinion's different now, and I love it. Love Pineapple Whip so much. Also didn't get to have any Pineapple Whip this week, Andy. But, uh, you know, if I were to go get some Pineapple Whip, say, next week, do you think there's anything that I could tell them to get a dollar off of my item? Actually, if you tell them you heard about the Pineapple Whip on the Spring Food Mo <laughs> podcast, you can get a dollar off of any one item. So if I tell them that I d- heard about the, the it on the Spring Food Mo podcast, yes, then I get a dollar off any one item. <laughs> oh man, ad infinitum. <laughs> well, it's not sick. It's uh, it's actually very mm. healthy. It's clean. Not a good word choice right now. <laughs> yeah, so you can get cups or cones for three dollars minus the one dollar makes two dollars, and they also you can also buy pineapple whip by the pint, which I assume uh is what you probably should do. Take it home, you know, have some just in the freezer for when the weather gets warm again. In all seriousness, uh, Pineapple Whip does hold up pretty well in the freezer. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. I have heard that even if you aren't a big fan of the actual pineapple flavor, that several of the other flavors are very good. I can't wait to try the mango peach myself. I'm probably going to go out and do that this week. And I just can't wait to get my lips around that nanogranite. Lips, cool. <laughs> Go try some Pineapple Whip. There's three locations around town, and they are offering curbside service. Uh, you can look them, up, look them up on Google to see where to find them. It's pretty easy. But uh, thank you so much to Pineapple Whip for sponsoring Spring Food Mo today. Speaking of which, let's get to today's Spring Food Mo. Spring Food Mo! 
Springfield, Missouri has never been home to a professional sports team, but was once visited by Charles Barkley's short-lived prank show, Punk Dunkers, right here in Prankfield, Springfield, Missouri. <laughs> I've Live to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower. You are listening to Spring Food Mo, America's number one rest. America's yep. number one restaurant nope. about We're Springfield, Missouri. We are Missouri. a restaurant now. And, uh, <laughs> my name, of course, is Dan Howell, taking the reins on today's episode. Not the plan. <laughs> just me <laughs> laughing at my own dumb sound effect, and Dan just jumped in. That's me, Andy Carr, and I am not resting. Wow. Why not, Andy? Because we've not yet tried every restaurant in Springfield, Missouri, which is and has been the premise of this podcast since mm-hmm. its inception mm-hmm. nigh upon a year and a half ago inception that's a that's that's a pretty good movie right yeah let's talk about movies for a while <laughs> people love it <laughs> people do love it <laughs> famously man I, w- I watched a movie today we talked about uh, on our last episode the moxie movie club dan oh yeah uh, the facebook group uh this week's movie was shallow grave the danny boyle's debut film from i believe 1994 and it's real good. Don't know if you've seen it. I bet. I haven't. It's a good big, movie. Big Danny Boyle fan. Pretty great discussion of the movie in the group by me and only me. Gotta say, <laughs> wish more people <laughs> were participating. Wow. That's, uh, that's quite the call out. Of, uh, can we get the call out music in here? It's, it has been an hour since I posted it. Uh, it was Shay's pick. Shay picked it. Absolutely. For this week. That was our roommate, guest last Shay. week. Yeah, yeah, your roommate and our guest last week on the podcast. And I don't think it was ever totally clear that she is, in fact, your roommate and yeah. was not <laughs> breaking quarantine. Even the way you just said it <laughs> made it seem as if she was, for some reason, not my roommate. She is, in fact, my roommate. She it was, lives uh, in this house. Pretty confusing. <laughs> Even me listening back. Like, I don't think people are getting that they live in the same place. But anyway, uh yeah, once again, shout out to the people running that Facebook group. It's It's been a lot of fun, at least for me. Um, th- there was a thread on there about movie memes that Blake started. That's previous guest Blake Tucker and uh, sure. erstwhile Moxie employee, hopefully future Moxie employee. Uh, the one about memes and gifts, pretty pretty mm-hmm. hot topic. Mm-hmm. The in- in-depth film discussion, not so much. <laughs> What's your favorite movie meme? Uh, that's a great question, Dan. I, I, made, I made a gif for Blake. Um, from the Queen of Versailles, uh, which I'm sure no one knew, knew that's what it was from. <laughs> it was just a, a woman with a massive shopping cart at Walmart. Um, oh, okay, sure. I did. I used a Twin Peaks meme, which isn't a movie. Mm-mm. I mean, but, uh, it is in in one form. I, there is it, a Twin Peaks movie. Didn't it win an award at like Cannes Film Festival or something? I, I don't know. The the uh, Twin Peaks: The Return. Anyway, how have you spe- been, Dan? Speaking of 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 cans andy hmm ozark's this food could go either way <laughs> <laughs> it could but the take, way we're going take it with the way it. you're going yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean andy. obviously we were going to talk about the headphones we're wearing <laughs> yeah of course uh not the real chill poster behind me <laughs> <laughs> actually yeah. we can't get into what is behind you and it's been distracting to me every time we've recorded sure. and that is my, a, a little th- uh miniature figurine of michael jordan from space sure. jam with his arms outstretched to the sky I'd as if you were about... trying to say fly like an eagle you can't tell but his head is also backwards so he's oh faceless. you're right i can't huh 
care to speak on that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, Andy. I actually don't. I no, wish that, you would. Uh, this uh, Space Jam uh, Michael Jordan figurine belonged to uh, Travis Howell. Oh, your up, brother. I, I, I dug it up, and, and this is where he stands now, kind of guarding my record player here. Boy, Andy. That was one of MJ's nicknames, The Protector. Uh-huh. Yes, him mm-hmm. and Tony Jaw. Similar nicknames. <laughs> uh-huh. His whole job was to protect Scotty Pippen, right? <laughs> no, I don't think so, Andy. <laughs> or was it the other way around? I, I think it may have been the other way around. I know so much about basketball. I'm actually very excited to watch that Michael Jordan documentary that's supposed to come out here soon. Me too. Yeah, they're releasing that early. I'm uh I'm 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 absolutely through the roof for it, Andy. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to subscribe to another streaming service, ESPN Plus, which I'll definitely watch for the rest of my days. Andy, speaking of subscriptions, we have a bit of a subscription-based service Planned on that. this here podcast, uh-huh. don't we? We do. And we hit a bit of a milestone this week, or a milestone <laughs> in that we made our, made our first donation. Yes, yeah. Please we, tell us we've more. We've been running for about two months now. I think our first episode was at the very end of February. So um, from the end of February till uh, yesterday, uh, 410, we uh, had collected enough in our tips for the Tower Club episodes to donate almost 600 meals through Ozark's food yeah. harvest so that was a uh, pretty cool that's a uh, half of every tip that we receive whether you're a subscriber to the tower club or if you just want to just tip us for any reason yeah half of that goes to ozark's food harvest and uh i would just like to thank all of our lovely tower club listeners and uh my brother for us yeah <laughs> for all those meals that got provided in this uh, time of mm-hmm. crisis your brother has an outrageously sized monthly <laughs> donation, which is very, very kind of him. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that would be Zach, the brother who has been on the show previously. Uh-huh. Thank uh-huh. you, Zach, for helping Travis, of course, donated the Michael Jordan figurine <laughs> to the podcast. That's been his contribution. And listen, you know, we post photos of the food that we talk about on the show, and those are usually pretty popular on the social media. Not nearly as popular as the photo at Dan's cat that went up. (laughs) Because on on our Tower Club episode last week, we talked about things that are making us happy in this weird point in history. And one of Dan's was uh, Mr. Business, his cat. And we had several, several inquiries about Mr. Business, Dan. Oh, several, really? Yeah. Several business inquiries. What what kinds? Hit me with them. He's actually sitting right here with me. It's the first time he's uh, been with me while recording. Oh, that's so sweet. There's only one kind of inquiry, Dan, and that's where did his name come from? People were <laughs> speculating as to how Mr. Business got his name. So we named him Mr. Business just because we liked the idea of somebody named Mr. Business. Um, we also mm. call him Poignant. Richard Business or Ricky Biz. <laughs> Ooh, that's uh, good. Or Danger Rick is also a name that I like, I like for him. Uh, and then a couple months after we had first met him as the feral cat he was, we were watching an episode of Bob's Burgers where one of the ca- characters, uh, Linda's sister, is uh, her one of her cats is named Mr. Business. So, uh, oh, yeah, that's great. What what were the speculative? I thought it was a thing from The Office, but the person might have been referring to Bob's Burgers after all. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. The, uh, 
my my mom actually my parents sent me a message asking how Mr. Business got his name like 40 minutes ago. And that's Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. No, we just we just like the name. Just young Richard Biz. I think his uh name by his previous owners uh before he was like or people who used to kind of caretake for him called him yeah. Gizmo. Oh. Uh, but I didn't like that. So Yeah, from the from the Gremlins. Yeah. Yeah. Not into that. No. The least cool character in the Gremlins. Oh, really? Yeah. I think all the Gremlins are way cooler. No, 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 no. Literally all the humans are less cool characters than, oh, yeah. than uh, Gizmo. <laughs> I don't even factor them as, okay. in as characters. You know what? People love it when we talk about movies, and who gives a <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, Gremlins 2 is a bad movie. I, I don't understand the love for Gremlins 2, Dan. I've watched it. I think it is borderline unwatchable. Did you? I mean, did you originally watch it when you were a kid? No. The, I no, just no, think no, no, that's no. what it is. No, adults love it now. I, I, I don't know. I, it's just so on the nose, and it's not. It's, it's just not fun. It wasn't fun. I tried to watch it. I did watch it like a month ago, during well longer than that during quarantine number one for me. And I'm just Q1. Man, this is not yes Q1. That's well, what Q more stands ways. for now uh-huh. in the uh, lexicon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I worked I worked four weeks this year, folks. Four weeks at my <laughs> in person at my job. It's been it's been odd. But uh, Gremlins two. More importantly, it's not good. We need to stop with this whole Gremlins two is good trend happening. Okay, that's all. Let's move I on. I think that should be the subject of the podcast from here on. <laughs> <laughs> Just that Gremlins 2 is bad. Yeah. Yeah. A movie uh, that I haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, like, this is not even a conversation. This is a one-sided monologue, as it often is in this show whenever I'm passionate about something, and no one else is. Okay. So another thing I wanted to mention is that uh, I want to thank people for all the feedback on the Thai Express episode. People really responded to that one in a way that they normally do not to our show. And I know it's because it was like the heaviest episode we've ever done, uh, partly because the Thai Express story is so sad and partly because uh, (laughs) there was a lot of sad regular people talking it too. Uh, Regular people meaning mostly me, but everyone else that shared the playlist picks, you and Shay. Every, everything that I read just said, we love the dance stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I forward you. I forward you all the feedback. <laughs> yes. In your, your yes. weekly review. Now, um, I, in the moment, did not process that history segment as being particularly strong as far as our history segments go. And there are even some like production issues in it that I just didn't find a chance to fix. But it is the most response I, I've ever gotten to one of the history segments, which is really cool. And wow. it's more the story of Thai, Thai Express than the actual production. But I was like, it just in that moment, I didn't, I wasn't even processing it myself, how, just how truly sad that story was, you know, but I don't know. Um, thanks to everyone who responded and I'm glad everybody enjoyed it and got a, got a good cry out of it. Multiple people told me it made them cry. Oh wow! Yeah, it, I mean it—it's definitely one of my uh, favorite episodes. I—I I really, really enjoyed that episode. Really enjoyed that playlist, and uh, might get a chance to uh, whine a little bit more on the podcast coming up <laughs> someday. Yeah, can't wait. More whining. <laughs> I meant that uh, as both you and I whining. My, my right. next one's going to be way whinier, but we're yeah. we're maybe cooking oh. up another playlist. I feel good <laughs> now. <laughs> I mean, the the the, the Carleone family set it all like set it all accounts. <laughs> 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 and now I feel fine. <laughs> all right. Uh, I guess 
20 minutes is a long enough time to, to vamp sure. at the top of an episode, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. I think People we probably going to love it. <laughs> All right, so we should probably get into our restaurant for this week. We picked La Hacienda because it is a restaurant with a drive through As you know, mm-hmm. we are doing drive through or takeout only restaurants for the indefinite foreseeable future <laughs> as long as is, as long as is necessary so let's learn a little bit now about la hacienda La Hacienda translates in English to the ranch or the estate. It's generally a term referring to a large property or a swath of land owned by one person or one family, and it can also be used to describe a farm or a luxurious hotel. When you think about it that way, La Hacienda is a pretty strange name for a restaurant that's basically situated in the parking lot of a Walmart neighborhood market. There's nothing grand or expansive about the location, however, La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant on Glenstone was not the first La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant, and once you learn the original location of La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant, the name makes a little more sense. Alfonso Olguin immigrated from Central Mexico to the United States in the early 1990s, looking for a better life. Initially, he worked in a Tyson chicken factory in Arkansas, but even then, Alfonso knew he eventually wanted to start his own business. He worked hard for years, saved money, and made it happen. In 1999, Alfonso opened his first restaurant in Branson. He called it... La Hacienda? That's right, folks. La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant did not originate in Springfield, and it's no longer eligible for review on this podcast. Episode... Cancelled. <sighs> Rules are made to be broken, I guess. And besides, the Springfield La Hacienda is the only La Hacienda left, so I guess let's just count it. The first iteration of the restaurant was right on the strip in Branson, in the space that now houses Botanas or Botanas, Bontanas Mexican Restaurant, which is and was connected to a much bigger shopping and office complex constructed in the style of an old Spanish colonial mansion. The building looks like a hacienda. It makes sense. Alfonso and some partners ran La Hacienda in Branson for a couple years, and then in 2001, they opened a second location in Springfield, the one that's still there today. Hacienda's Los Dos coexisted for a few years, but after Alfonso's son graduated high school in Branson, the family moved to Springfield, and the Branson restaurant eventually closed. That wasn't the end of Alfonso's Hacienda-related ambitions, however. A year or two after opening the Glenstone La Hacienda, Alfonso opened a second location on West Chestnut, or a third location, I guess, in the building that's now home to Plaza Mexico, but he eventually sold it to someone else. The new owner kept the old name, though, which wound up being a bit of a hassle for Alfonso. See, the new owner went on to have some business-related tax problems, some problems serious enough that the newspaper saw fit to report on them. Or, I should say, misreport. See, the news leader claimed that Alfonso had been involved with the nefarious deeds of the West Side La Hacienda, but Alfonso wrote in to the paper to correct the record, saying that his La Hacienda had nothing to do with the other troubled La Hacienda. 
It was not a house divided so much as two separate houses with the exact same name, a name that meant estate, which is kind of like a house, I guess. I wrote all these house jokes for this segment because I thought Hacienda meant house. And uh, it, I looked it up after I finished writing, and it, it doesn't mean house. So I had to check out all the house jokes, except for that last one because it was just so specific to the situation. It seems like everything has run smoothly at La Hacienda since then, and it's been at least 15 years since those events at this point. In interviews, Alfonso has frequently expressed pride that his restaurant serves Mexican food cooked in a style unlike anywhere else in town. The menu is fun to read, with many dishes named for family members, like my polla Melissa, which Alfonso named in honor of his granddaughter, who loves the dish's combination of chicken and chorizo. La Hacienda's signature dish seems to be the chili verde, featuring pork slow-cooked in a green chili sauce. Alfonso talked about it several times in different articles that I read. Alfonso credits his original manager, Ramon Rodriguez, with helping establish La Hacienda's aesthetic, as well as its devotion to great service. Rodriguez once said, We treat people not as customers, but as guests. Alfonso himself once said, I like all people. All are welcome. I'm happy when people say the food is wonderful. You know they don't even stop when they have to. No surrender. Because they only stop when they want to at the Hacienda. Andy, while mm-hmm. I was listening to this bio this week, I uh, text you and first told you that there was a particular joke in it that I found very funny and uh, was one of the hardest I've ever laughed okay. at the Here's bios. the thing. I don't know what you're talking about because <laughs> I did that a week ago and I for- have forgotten most of it <laughs> and we haven't listened back. So can you please tell me what it was just so I can have the self-satisfaction? Uh, oh, it's just whatever you found out that La Hacienda doesn't mean uh, the house. <laughs> oh, <laughs> You thought that was a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Well, funniest moments. Okay. (laughs) So I'm glad to know that like all these jokes that I uh, work over and over and try to get the wording just right. Uh um, You don't respond to those. Like I'm just trying to be mathematically precise, get the word order and everything to make them optimally funny. You just like when I messed up. Like that's what you thought was funny. (laughs) No, I yeah, I I like that one. And... uh, and, and maybe one other episode, and that's pretty much the extent <laughs> of it. <laughs> You've enjoyed one episode of Spring Food Mo. Yes, okay. in full, in full. But then every once in a while, you get little gems like uh, Andy not knowing that La Hacienda <laughs> <laughs> is, is not one of the uh, oh. only Spanish words that anybody knows, casa. <laughs> I had to, well, okay, multiple words can mean the same thing. Come Mm-mm. on. I thought Mm-mm. it was a big house, and it kind of is. It's an estate. It's a manor. Can also be farm, but anyway, um, did you have a history with La Hacienda before we uh, d- decided to cover it for the show I, this week? I did, Andy, um, and I think that's probably a big reason why we decided to cover it this week. I nothing used to, to do live... with proximity to <laughs> my house. Well, that's yes, not part of it. But the reason I had originally thought of it is. Uh, I used to live much closer than you even do now. I used to live mm-hmm. about a hundred yards from there. Um, I think the only way you could live closer is if you maybe lived in like the mattress store 
across the street or the Walmart neighborhood market. Uh, I could walk to La Hacienda and did many times. I remember that apartment very well because we recorded at least one uh, episode of my prior podcast oh, together. Oh, that's right. Yeah. In that apartment. I got to say, Dan, that apartment was ugly as hell. Just the ugliest apartment I've ever seen. <laughs> it was seen. so ugly, but I, I do miss it sometimes. It was yeah. ba- it was like a basement level, maybe semi-basement level, and uh, just very, just a very weird, cold, all gray space. Yeah. <laughs> I would guess that if you're like me, you get nostalgic for places as in terms of like the role that they played in your life or things that your life happened there. And I, I would assume just knowing some things that happened. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, whenever I whenever I lived there, that's whenever I started dating my girlfriend. So that's it, it what I yeah, that's what I was. Uh, uh, means a lot to me. And then I, I broke up with her, got this new girlfriend. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I that's kid. so good. I kid. No, she's, she's the one. She's the one. She's the, we've. Uh, followed each other from uh, many different places but that was the first concrete floors if i remember painted sky blue concrete everything and painted either sky blue or white just uh, a very <laughs> very weird and the uh, single bedroom was too hot to sleep in in the summer so we me and my girlfriend would just sleep on couches in the mm. living room. We had two Man. different couches, neither of which would hold both of us. So we would just sleep on separate couches in the yeah. living room. And again, this is like uh, right by La Hacienda, which is why we're talking about it. I, Dan, after I moved into the place that I'm in now, um, I would run by your old apartment and be like, oh, Dan's probably over there. And it turns out, no, the entire time in these two places did mm. not overlap. So mm. I spent years running by there thinking, there's Dan's place. <laughs> you didn't live there. Well, I actually moved very <laughs> close by to the uh, Briarwood Apartments just there mm. on Bennett across from the craft factory. Um, oh, so you're even close. Oh, I mean, that's not yeah. closer to my house. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not the direction you would go to get to my house for La Hacienda. Uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, I had to move there because I, uh, I was just really attracted to that macaroni and cheese smell <laughs> that would come <laughs> off the factory. That that uh that statue did not come up until like three years ago or something. <laughs> then what, what does it say? You know you love it or something. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So La, La Hacienda. I've been there a few times with my family. I think my family likes it quite a bit, but it had never been like a particular favorite for me or anything. Let's get into our meal this week, unless we have any more totally pertinent biographical information to uh spend time babbling about. Um, I don't know. Whenever I lived at that Briarwood apartment complex, somebody, one of my neighbors, stole uh, my teriyaki house order one You've night. It was delivered the to show. their house, and I, I knocked on their door. So uh, if they're listening right now, just know that it was me that you stole it from, and you're dead to me. Stop listening to the podcast right now. I hate you. Now, this is a reiteration, because you've <laughs> definitely told that story before, and which is fine, because I also hold grudges. <laughs> Just wanna, just wanna uh, restore that grudge. It's like renewing your vows, except it's um, hateful. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's my hate <laughs> vows. That's pretty much it. All right, so let's start with chips and salsa. To go orders just come with the chips and salsa, just mm-hmm. as if you were eating there in person. They give them to you for free, but they're also on the takeout menu. Damn, which is deceitful. Yes, because you can wind up paying two ninety nine and get an extra order of chips and salsa to go if you don't know what you're doing. 
Uh, and I'll tell you, is, their online ordering system is pretty confusing as well. I think uh-huh. there's a few kinks to be worked out there because uh, a lot Boy, of the orders <laughs> are there ever some kinks to be worked out. <laughs> a lot of these orders, you have to uh, finish your order by selecting like rice or chips or beans. And no matter what you select, your order still comes with rice and chips and uh-huh. beans. Uh, but they all add a different value to the order, no matter what. I had to, I called now, one in, but I used the online one. My most recent visit. My issues with this place are, as far as the ordering system goes, are almost exclusive, exclusively with Eat Street, the company that mm-hmm. provides the system. Because I mean, I, I went twice, and neither one of my orders were correct, Dan, which I'll, I'll get into. But uh, yeah, let's talk about chips and salsa. What do you think about those chips? Uh, just okay. Yeah. No, nothing, real, nothing special at all about them. I mean, totally standard yeah. restaurant tortilla chips. They were warm. Mm-hmm. I like that. They they weren't too greasy. Just just a couple grease spots on the bag. They did a pretty good job of holding the salsa. Uh huh. They did. I mean, that's what a chip does. Nothing spectacular. That salsa. What you think? About the same. Nothing really yeah. spectacular about it. No real kick to speak of. Pretty uh-uh. standard, basic. Very uh, mild, mild. tomatoey. Has, it has a good fresh taste, sure, but it doesn't have any zip at all. Not even really much actual flavor, just beyond a general freshness. I definitely prefer salsas that are like packed with flavor and have a lot of character, and this one was just kind of there. Oh, I was definitely adding a lot, a lot of Chalua. I, I think yeah. yeah, it it could definitely use something or at least like an option for a, mm-hmm. for a hotter one, but uh, yeah. Now, we both tried a bunch of dessert, or not desserts, a bunch of appetizers, <laughs> uh, uh, you go first. What's the name of the one that you ordered? Now, Andy, uh, mine is actually on the specialty menu. It's not oh. exactly a appetizer platter. It's just mm. I, I had to observe the dedict, and I and I went with the La Hacienda. Yeah, I believe that is also on the the appetizer menu, Dan. Oh, okay. I could be mistaken. Now that I'm reading the menu, it does actually say a sampler platter of all La yeah. Hacienda flavor uh, favorites. But I, I wouldn't really consider anything on here besides one of them to be an appetizer. Okay, get into it, Andy. Yes, the La Hacienda. Uh huh. The Dedict. It's the name of the restaurant. We don't need to explain it. The listeners. No, are go ahead. Ravenous. <laughs> they love. They love this crap. They're 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 so deep in the mythology. It's wild. They can they know you imagine how... anyone listening to this for the first? I mean, I can't. No one new listen has listened to it in like a year. But imagine just jumping in and thinking dedict. That's not that's not a word. <laughs> you need to explain it just in case some random person that I met on a dating app is listening to this for the first time. Oh sure. Um... <laughs> Well, of course, the dedict, it, it's Dan's dedict. It is anytime that I go to a restaurant and their menu offers an item that is the name of the restaurant. It has to be the exact name of the restaurant, a la La Hacienda. I got to order it. It's uh-huh. the dedict, baby. That That's all that's to it. <laughs> it's the dedict, baby. It's the dedict, baby. And, uh, baby... This was a sampler platter of all La Hacienda's favorites. A beef uh-huh. enchilada, pork tamale with chili con carne, chicken taquito, and a crispy mm. beef taco, all served with lettuce, tomato, sour cream, guacamole, rice, and beans, Andy. That sounds great, Dan. Once you break them down one by one. Oh, let me. In glorious, devastating detail. Andy, the beef enchilada. I'm going to go just okay on this one. 
the uh, enchilada sauce uh, leaned a little more beefy for my taste, a little more savory, not not much sweetness at all to the enchilada sauce, truly. Uh, but other than that, perfectly fine, just uh, ground beef, uh, nice corn tortilla, just fine. The pork tamale. Now that mm. one's served with chili con carne, so I'm there for the beef sauce. And you know what? Maybe I got a little carry over, over beef sauce. Um, I do drive very fast and recklessly, so there is a chance that little COBS? some of it got mixed. Yes. Yes, whatever that means. Carryover beef sauce. Oh, okay, okay. Carryover beef sauce. Cobbs, got it. Speaking of Inception. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Guy's name's Cobb. Oh, wow. I'm sorry, listeners. <laughs> For Dan not knowing anything about Inception. <laughs> Andy, are you a, go. a dentist? Because these are some deep pulls. Oh, man. Like teeth? Yes. You are. I, I uh, actually am a dentist. <laughs> it, it's my side job. It's, I mean, I'm a hobbyist. Dental hobbyist. Volunteers only. Only it's a Craigslist community. Andy, I thought the pork <laughs> tamale was perfectly fine. <laughs> I thought it was perfectly fine. Uh, I didn't. I couldn't tell that much between the uh, pork and the beef from the beef enchilada. It seemed like maybe the same seasoning, but uh, all, generally all pretty good. Nice, comforting Mexican food. Up next, the chicken taquito. And I think you maybe had some of these too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to allow you to take the lead on this one. I didn't love it. I didn't love the chicken taquito. I'm saving mine for later. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I have a bit planned, Dan. Okay. <laughs> Well, this chicken taquito was ultra crispy, a little dry on the inside. I thought the shredded chicken was uh, seasoned all right, but uh, I think kind of a common theme with my whole platter was a a little lack of kick, you know, just kind of like the salsa, nothing had like just the the real bold flavors that that I'm looking for here. And then the crispy beef taco, I was real excited for this. I kind of just wanted a platter of tacos, but... You know, had to follow the dedict. Mm-hmm. Andy, this completely fell apart at the to-go box. <laughs> <laughs> I picked it up and like every single bit of beef like fell out yeah. the bottom. I just had you, two sides of a taco together. You were good eight to ten minutes away. So that's that's a long time yeah. to expect Mexican food to hold up. Yeah, and uh, I'm closer. I'm like three minutes away. Yeah, it's just steam buildup. I thought the taco other than that was perfectly fine. Not anything crazy exceptional uh everything on my platter sort of ended mixed up with the sour cream and guacamole and tomato and lettuce and the rice and beans and uh it was a lovely bit of slop <laughs> really like, you know, <laughs> yeah I, sure yeah i mean i know exactly it, what you mean it was good i really nothing here blew me away as far as flavors but it it man i i just I just love Mexican food, Andy. I just it's, it's so, so comforting and so just so good. I, I why don't you get into what you got? Well, Dan, I ordered that exact same thing that you ordered. Wow. Not even um, thinking that I would be getting it for the dedict. No. Well, I thought it had an, another word attached to the end and that mm. you wouldn't have to do it. Mm. Uh, I wasn't thinking. Um You're a big platter boy though. I do like to do that for the mostly, yeah, just to try a bunch of different stuff. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, when we do it for the show, I love to do that. 
when I eat by myself, that's not my style. I like an entree and an app and that's it. But so I ordered that and I opened up the box that it was supposed to come in and instead got some La Hacienda taquitos, Dan. Yes. Yeah. Now there are three or four items on the menu that all start with La Hacienda. <laughs> now I ordered online and I definitely ordered La Hacienda platter and in fact mm. pulled it up and saw that that is what I ordered for sure. Dan, I'm going to have to play a little tune to go along with my review of the La Hacienda taquitos in light of the uh, uh, circumstances under which I wind up eating them. Sure. Uh, can you hear that okay? I can. Okay. Fresh corn tortillas filled with shredded chicken, then rolled in deep fried till crispy, <laughs> topped with lettuce and <laughs> tomato, cheddar cheese, chili con queso, sour cream, and guacamole. Dan, these were extremely crunchy like a chip on the outside but on the inside the chicken is tender and juicy uh they were hot they were just out the fryer maybe that was the situation with yours and again i only had like a three minute drive for mine i thought the chicken was great had a real distinct flavor it wasn't just like your standard canned chicken definitely had been marinated in some kind of savory broth to give it more depth beyond your regular chicken flavor this also came with cheese sauce and guacamole, but I didn't even really feel like using them because the taquito case taste was still so good on its own. Dan, I was frustrated at first that I wouldn't get to try a bunch of different stuff in the sampler I ordered, but there's a reason I'm playing this song. <laughs> I gotta dedicate it to whoever mixed up my order. This is definitely my favorite mistake. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> let the song play out yeah let's listen to the rest of it anyway there you go <laughs> andy that sounds great they were served with chili con queso that's awesome like that i mean the i just had a single taquito cut in half uh not served with cheese sauce or chili con queso or anything like that so that sounds great yeah, it was really tasty. I enjoyed them a lot. Would definitely order them. Would definitely order them again. However, when I went back today, we kind of rearranged our recording schedule mm-hmm. so I could go back and make sure that I tried something else. Um, I got what is called. Uh, this is such a great name, Dan. Um, I, it's so creative. I love this. The deluxe assortment. Oh wow! Deluxe okay. assortment. <laughs> Uh, beef and bean and cheese nachos, chicken strips, cheese quesadilla, papas fritas with ranch or honey mustard dip. Uh, the ranch dip is just a plastic container of Ott's Ranch. Sure. Uh, you know, just like the standard run-of-the-mill ranch. Uh, this came... Okay, so the uh, beef and cheese nachos and the quesadilla were on the bottom, and the fries and chicken strips were just tossed on top of them. Mm-hmm. Um, this wasn't like a... It hadn't been shaken up or anything. That's just how it came in the box um man uh chicken strips they were uh frozen breaded fried chicken strips dan gotta say wow pretty good <laughs> crunchy <laughs> really crunchy really crunchy nice peppery flavor if i'd order these at a bar or something i would have been satisfied but this the only the only place in a mexican restaurant is on the kids menu i felt silly eating them and i'm i'm gonna feel silly again when i finish eating them for dinner tonight <laughs> um Next, the Papas Fritas. Uh, look, you're using the Spanish name, but you're not fooling me. These are frozen French fries. Mm-hmm. Nothing special at all. I mean, nothing special. They're tasty because they're cooked potato, but come on. 
Why are these here? Now, what kind of cut we talking? They're medium thick. Just the most standard basic variation you could get. Dipping fries in salsa salsa Mm -hmm. should be a thing. Sure. When I dipped these in the salsa, it gave the salsa the salty kick that wasn't already there and tasted delicious. It was like a high-end ketchup or something. Loved dipping those in the salsa. Beef, bean, and cheese nachos. Mm-hmm. Some chips. Yes. With This is the menu description. Uh-huh. Some chips yes. with ground beef, some beans, and some yellow cheese. Uh, totally fine. Totally anonymous nachos. Yeah. Not nacho anonymous. Uh, no. No different at all <laughs> from what you'd make in the microwave at home. Yeah. Uh, My girlfriend went with the nachos, the full size, and uh, it, it was definitely... It, it, the bigger order, actually... Uh, it all ended up just being kind of mush by, well, not even by the end of it, but at the beginning of eating it. So uh, I, I probably wouldn't recommend to go that way. As the kids might say, woof. <laughs> As the dogs <laughs> might say. <laughs> Dogs and kids. Uh, some spicy salsa would have kicked out this up to the next level, but there was just, there was, there was nothing, nothing going on there. Also had a quesadilla, some nice brown leoparding on the side, good amount of cheese on the inside, totally acceptable quesadilla. Once again, could have made it at home. Not extraordinary sure. in any way. I will say it was better than the last quesadilla I had it for at an appetizer platter for the show, but that's not saying a whole lot. This was fine. It was okay. Um, hmm. Honestly, a waste of money at $10 for a bunch of stuff that you could have bought for far less at the Walmart neighborhood market uh, right behind La, uh, La Hacienda. Let's, let's get into our entrees, Dan. What'd you try for an entree this week? Oh, boy, Andy. Just today. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Andy. This one, th- this is where the tables start to turn a little bit for La Hacienda for me. I also, I everything I ordered this week was off the uh, specialties menu. Mm. And this time I went with the Pachuga a la Milanesa. Ooh. Battered, then pan-fried large chicken breast i'm talking large andy i sent you a yeah. picture it served a with lettuce chicken breast tomato guacamole tortillas rice and beans and boy andy i gotta tell you that's exactly what it was it was a big <laughs> old chicken breast and i'm not a. I was i guess expecting more um more of a rounded chicken breast and not so this was uh definitely pounded out like uh oh uh to the to be almost as flat and as wide as the entire to-go box it filled up i mean it was it was spilling over into the rice and bean sections of the the to-go styrofoam box boy andy Uh uh-huh big fan of this one Big cool. fan of this one. The breading on it wasn't quite a super crispy battering like a Popeye's KFC. Uh, it was more just a standard. Or it was more <laughs> just a. St- Going to have to edit this one for sure. It was more just a standard breadcrumb battering uh much like you would get at home. Honestly, if I had to compare it to something and I this is not meant as any kind of insult and uh, listeners to our tower club episodes will know my affinity for this item, but the uh, naked chicken chalupa at a mm. taco bell, that flat chicken shell, it's a uh, breading a little similar to that. And Andy, I, I think much like everything else here, there wasn't a spectacular 
amount of like seasoning to this that just the flavors weren't as bold as I want them to be. But Mm -hmm. boy, was it a great comforting meal. Just a big old piece of chicken. You get four tortillas. I I just saved half of it. Just putting rice and beans and guacamole into my tortilla. (laughs) For our listeners, Andy looks like a full-on psychopath right now. (laughs) I was taking a video. (laughs) I I really loved this. I would definitely get it again. um, Hit it with some Cholula, add a little spice to it, and Oh man, there's just something I love about like a fried chicken breast in my taco, and a nice little soft taco. I I, I love it. I I loved this this meal. That's awesome. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. I have two entrees to talk about. I tried uh, this morning. I tried a chimichanga. Menu says deep fried golden brown burrito filled with your choice of steak, grilled chicken or shrimp with cheddar cheese and pico de gallo topped with chili con queso and ranchero sauce served with sour cream and guacamole. Once again, ordered this online. There was no sour cream and no guacamole to be seen anywhere in this order. Open up the box and I did see a big orange lump. So much cheese sauce ladled over the top of the chimichanga. I love cheese. Mm. I love to see a bunch of cheese, but I was immediately worried that the cheese was going to negate the primary pleasure of eating a chimichanga, which is the crispy fried tortilla. And I'm sorry to say that my fears were made manifest, Dan. Uh, This was not crispy or crunchy at all. I'm sure it had been fried, but it tasted like a straight-up burrito covered in cheese with no real chimichanga quality whatsoever. Also, to make matters worse, I ordered mine with chicken, but it came with steak. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that gets mixed up. This was another online order? Yes, it was. I never order steak dishes unless it's a steak house because you always get the lowest-grade meat possible. And also, I'm trying not to eat red meat all the time for environmental reasons and... uh, Apparently, the universe wants me to eat red meat, Dan. Mm-hmm. I think that's the lesson mm-hmm. we take away from this. Uh, the steak was cut into chunks. It was very well done. Not juicy at all. It was gamey, crisply, and chewy. I got that people like that. I get that that's a, those are qualities people enjoy, but it is not, those are not qualities that I particularly enjoy, and that is why I chose chicken. Uh, I did like that the chunks of steak were cut very small, and they matched the size of the sliced-up fajita veggies that were in there, too. The veggies were pretty good. Like the green and red peppers were good, at least. They, they seemed like they might have been stewed. They, that's where most of the uh, moisture inside this dish came from was the veggies. Mm. Got to say, though, there were some undercooked onions in there, Dan, and they gave the bites an annoying crunch. And look, when the onions are the only thing in a chimichanga that are crunchy, that's a big problem. Did not enjoy this chimichanga. Enjoyed uh, disparate elements of it. thought the cheese sauce and the ranchero sauce mixed together were pretty tasty, but man... Not satisfied with this at all. Sure. Did you try any other entrees or should I get into my next one? I didn't. I didn't try any entrees. I don't know if you want to go ahead and do rice and beans right now to break it up a little bit. Let's talk Uh, rice and beans. I mean, they're bland. (laughs) You know, I thought the rice was pretty good, actually. I I enjoyed the rice. Um, You know, it's just kind of sodium packed. I don't don't know that there's there's much spice beyond just a a bit of sodium in there. Uh, But, man. I'm not like uh, I'm not like you slugs out there. Danny <laughs> likes sodium. <laughs> That's all. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> the beans were fine. The beans were uh, quite hot. So yeah, uh, I was into That's that. true. They were hot. Man, I just did not care for the beans and rice here. Even mixing them together, 
I think the rice was so soft that it didn't even have that much of a textural difference from the beans when you mix them together. Because often when you mix them, it, you get those mix of textures, but they were so soft that there wasn't a whole lot of pleasure eating them that way either. I don't know. It was unfortunate. Now, I'm very happy to report that the that I got the shrimp besitos uh, for one of my meals. These are large, fresh jalapenos stuffed with jack cheese and a large shrimp coated in our special batter and deep fried golden. Those are that's their words. I don't know why deep fried golden is sure. a weird way to put it, yeah. but served with lettuce, tomato, and cheddar cheese and chili con queso, sour cream, and guacamole for dipping. I'm happy to say that this one did in fact come with sour cream and guacamole for dipping. Now, just to make sure we are all on the same page about this, this is a full-sized jalapeno stuffed with a big fat shrimp and some cream cheese. Whoa. Then the whole thing is battered and fried, and it comes out looking like the biggest, fattest shrimp you ever saw. Andy! Yes. I want that. They're so good. They're basically fresh, homemade jalapeno poppers with shrimp. The breading is thin, and it breaks apart easily, but it still has a great crunch. The second layer is the skin of the jalapeno, which is smooth and just a little tough. Mm. So you have to put in just a little work to get through it. A little, little tooth work. Oh, yeah. You know, that's what we call in the amateur dental industry. <laughs> uh, pretty quick, you get some fairly intense jalapeno heat. This is like the max heat level for jalapeno. Whoa. Um, they, they don't take the seeds out or anything like that. I got the head sweats. Uh, from eating it. Then on the inside, there's so much hot, gooey cheese. And you also get that distinct shrimp meat texture, even though the heat and cheese flavors pretty much drown out the shrimp flavor. Just look at the texture in there. The large order came with six poppers, as well as a bit of lettuce with some guacamole and some yellow cheese dip, both of which heightened the experience uh, overall, but weren't particularly special on their own. I love the shrimp besitos. I'd had it before. It's what I get when I go there. What a cool novel dish. Uh, now, it's maybe not good enough to justify a $12 price tag for two of them, especially when there's no rice or beans or anything else to fill you up along with it. Mm. However, uh, Shrimp Besitos is still on the seafood menu, not the appetizer menu. Uh, it definitely has more of an appetizer feel to me. So my, if I, I'm encouraging listeners when you go there, go with the group, get the Shrimp Besitos uh, as an appetizer and each have one or have one and a half split it up however you see fit you got to try it they're awesome like they're, they're the one thing incredible. i have here That's that i like really really love piqued my interest more than any dish in in, in months like that yeah that's, sounds awesome hmm so uh i guess no that's not all we have to talk about because i also got some sopapillas dan Ooh, you trying any desserts? i didn't yeah. but that makes me wish i would have I love a sopapilla. Me too. The menu describes them thusly, delicate fried pastry sprinkled with cinnamon sugar and served with honey for drizzling. Little pillows. Yes. These are two squares of buttery fried dough pillow with tons of cinnamon sugar. The honey's already been drizzled on there. The menu certainly makes it sound like you would dip the uh, sopapilla into the honey, but that's not the case. These were delicious. I like sopapillas generally, but these were exceptionally good. The cinnamon sugar, there's so much of it that it gave like every bite this awesome crunch and the honey sweetness and the buttery richness. Mmm, so tasty. And it was only $2, two Ooh, bucks. And so if you go to La Hacienda, no reason not to add this to your order. Really wonderful dessert. We should probably uh, draw attention to the fact that this building used to house a restaurant that was owned by the Sun family. Oh. Uh, 
We, we, we talked about Shanghai Inn a long time ago, over a year ago, with mm-hmm. our guest Andy's son. Remember, Andy came back a few weeks ago, and the first time she came on, she talked about growing up partially in this building, which is pretty cool. Whoa, Pretty okay. cool. So, in uh, thinking about that as a little homage to the Sun family, how many former Sun family specials out of five would you give La Hacienda, Dan? Andy, uh, you know, the Sun family... Uh, they're, they're pretty heavy hitters here in town. I, I don't think there's anything on the La Hacienda menu that I had at least uh, approaching no. that homemade Shanghaian egg roll. Just no, a, a gosh, real all-timer. No. One of the greatest it's the best in Springfield. food item in town. I mean, that, that's not a fair, that's not a fair uh, metric by which to judge anything. But I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to start judging everything based on that. Uh, no, I I really enjoyed that big old smashed piece of chicken, that big old smashed fried chicken. Uh, I used to get taco salads from here all the time, and I remember those being pretty good, although that's not really a, an item conducive to take out. Uh, probably not mm. going to hold up super great by the time you yeah. get it home. Uh but man, Andy, Andy, I feel I feel weird uh, leveling really any criticism against I places know. in this time. Uh, but I, I think I'm 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 gonna go straight up three on La Hacienda. Yeah. I'll probably make my way back to La Hacienda someday. But uh, with the real dearth of excellent Mexican food that we have in town, uh, it, don't it's disagree tough. with that at all. It's tough to say uh, I'll be visiting La Hacienda. A you know what dearth lot. is a is a lack, right? With the huge girth. <laughs> <laughs> That's better. <laughs> um, I liked two things that I had there quite a bit, and I think I tried a total of like what, seven things. Um I love the shrimp besitos though. Now if I go there with the family, which will happen again. I've got something there to order that I really, really like. So it's hard for me to complain that much. I'm sure I could go find things I don't like at every single restaurant in town. And plus, I love that this place is still open. I love that they are using the drive-thru, which they had not previously, uh-huh. according to you. It's Well, they great. don't have They're a drive-thru menu. Like, you right. can't. There's no place to order or yeah. see their menu outside. So I think they've just recently opened it. Mm-hmm. So you just uh, call it in or order online and then go through the drive-thru to pick it up. You don't even go inside to pick it up. Or maybe you do. I think maybe that's how my parents have been doing it. By the way, my parents have been going to La Hacienda a lot during their uh, oh, wow. quarantine. So, I mean, they, they're insisting on uh, taking their food inside the restaurant to eat because they're not respecting the quarantine. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> that isn't true. Anyway, I'm going to go 3.5 because I can't... I don't feel like I can go lower on that when there's something on the menu as good as a shrimp basitos. So sure. I had a lot of criticisms of the place, but they got something in there that's awesome. Man, shrimp basitos, sopapilla, and like a beer sounds yeah. so Ooh. good. Oh, man. Dan, I can't wait till we could go back to dude, restaurants. Oh I haven't God. had a beer since uh, I've been at home. Um, okay. I've, I mean, I've, it's not that I haven't been drinking. I've, I've had uh, whiskey, but I really miss drinking beer really badly. Hmm. Like a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're sweating <laughs> right just, now. I think you might have a problem. It's something I do socially, you know? <laughs> oh, no. We Andy. just had somebody show up in our... We did, how did this person get into our Zoom call? Uh, well, just in time, too, as we're wrapping up here. I, uh, it's Barista Barry. Oh, my hey goodness. Who somehow got the password into our Zoom meeting. Don't know how that happened. 
Did you well, <laughs> did you do some sort of hacking of our system here, Barry? Well, you know, as uh, Tower uh, Hammond's Tower closed for uh, urban moles, the AKA uh-huh. termites. Yes, <laughs> everyone's out except the CIA. So I know uh, I know a few tricks. You know, I know a few tricks. <laughs> Are you CIA barista, Barry? Well, I'm not allowed. I, I cannot divulge that information. <laughs> he's, he's not allowed, Andy. Let's <laughs> now, let's back off of that. So, uh, so you're still working in the tower now? Only um, serving CIA? Well, I was hoping to do that, but as you know, um, we were pushed out, cardinal, and mm-hmm. had to begin quarantine at home, Andy. Okay, wow. man. Okay, so just to be clear, and I, I, I want our listeners to know that we are not making this up, a barista Barry still has no shirt on and just mm-hmm. an apron. Mm-hmm. Um, and true. behind well, him, as you know, he I records... D- you, you, have to, you, have, you don't want to traumatize the, the body when it gets back... <laughs> To work, you know, so you have to just keep keep it used to, you know, the the uniform. Uh-huh. Well. Barista's <laughs> also wearing a uh, a mask, uh-huh. <laughs> a mask right now. It says "To Barry from Elton John." Sir, <laughs> Sir home. Elton John. I'm, I don't Elton know why John, he didn't me. put um, "Sir" on there, but well, he's humble. Yeah, well, back when he uh, he performed in um, what was it, 2014? I was there at JQH. Yeah. Guess who he got his coffee from? No way! From you? Uh-huh. No way! Yeah, yeah. came was right it? over to Hammond's Tower. I was working, and uh, he said, "Let me have one of your finest coffees." Uh, almost knighted me, but I was—I I gotta go. And, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So knights have the power to knight other knights. Is yes. that how that works? Yes. Andy, come on, was... let's get get it together of course everybody knows right. this. he almost knighted me I, there was a long line of people wanting coffee so it's like do i become a knight or do i serve coffee it was the choice was easy i mean so I that's said. that's knight level nobility so, uh, uh-huh. so in my, otherwise in it my would heart. be sir sir bassy uh barry barista you know, <laughs> <laughs> do, do you switch your names whenever you get knighted right sir right. barry it, barista exactly mm. exactly mm-hmm <laughs> so what's uh what's quarantine been like for you barry you still making coffee uh, well you gotta you gotta it's like uh an exercise you gotta do so keeping up with my coffee skills uh every morning wake up make 20 espressos 15 mm-hmm. pour overs 10 <laughs> cappuccinos you know the usual um gotta keep up with the coffee news the bean juice <laughs> journal this is who i like to to uh keep in touch with there Coffee oh, Ground cool. Times. You guys are familiar with that one. Um, GQ Barista is who I go to for my fashion. Um, <laughs> for, you guys can see. Uh-huh. I'm pretty set. Other than that, let's see. Got to keep up with my exercising. So 100 push-ups, crunches. You got to drink 14 espressos in between each one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? 14? And, yes. Between that, each that really push-up or each 100 like, push-ups? Between each push-up. Oh, Okay. <laughs> It's like, oh, so you should consume 14 ounces of liquid yes. in between yes. each push-up. 1,400 Hot in total. liquid. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so now, Bert, Barry, I... You circle. can call me Barry. We're, we're on that level. You can call me Barry. <laughs> okay, okay. So um, I I noticed that... Uh, are, are you in the middle of your setup for the day where, where, you, have, where you make all these? Because I noticed you have your whole situation there. You've got your cart... 
uh, presumably from the tower, as right. well as a, a full-blown uh, espresso machine, if that's what it's called. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty unlearned in all this stuff, but uh, were, were you mid-making anything, or were you going to prepare something here on air for us today? You know, I was, and, and I wanted to, 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 to bring something up. I'm glad that, that, that you mentioned that, because last time when I was on the show, we had a lot of callers saying, I don't think those espresso sounds were real. <laughs> I, I mean, I can assure you know? our listeners that they were. And and so they were made in I'm, the room, that's for sure. Right. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to make, you know, for all our listeners, while I'm talking to you, so you can see. And this is on video, so we can this prove is on this video. later. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. So you can see, that's I'm talking at the same time that those coffee sounds are, are happening. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, hello, it's me. Hello, I'm Barry Barista. I'm making coffee, and those are real sounds. So, we can put that to rest, guys. Dedication. Wow. Okay, I mean, it's that sounds got tasty. Proof. What, what kind know? of drink was that that you were making there? That was coffee. Okay. Yeah, that was coffee. <laughs> so, um, what else, guys? Classic. With my with my exercise, you got to have a good a good uh, uh, workout playlist, you know. Uh-huh. Oh, so I got uh-huh. a top ten here some uh-huh. songs that on my play- playlist when I work out. One more cup of coffee. By Could the you move stripes. that over just a little bit? <laughs> uh, he's I, reading from it. It's okay. No, okay. I'm not reading. So one more cup of coffee by the White Stripes. Uh huh. One cup of coffee by Bob Marley. Oh, sure. Cup of Coffee by Johnny Cash. Uh huh. Coffee Homeground by Kate Bush. Oh yeah. Coffee Song by Cream. Uh-huh. Coffee and TV by Blur. Oh, I love that song. Cup of Coffee by Garbage. Coffee Club by Spandu Ballet. Uh huh. Forty Cups of Coffee by Ella Mae More. And one more cup of coffee by Bob Dylan. Oh and I man. I those on repeat. Beginning and ending with uh, mm-hmm. the the classic coffee song. Mm-hmm. That's right. What about you, you guys? What do you, how do you feel to? about cigarettes, Barry? <laughs> oh, uh, I'm very, very healthy man, and um, so just I, like two packs a day, then? Yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of try to keep it down to two packs. I I tell you, whenever uh, Ronald McDonald, the smoking robot, came yeah. by, he just he put a few in my in my uh, espresso machine. Oh yeah, oh. I didn't know. I made a coffee, and next thing you know, I'm I'm down to I'm down to two packs a day. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's good. You know, it's I'm, a quitting okay. method. <laughs> I'd say by the time I get back to Hammond's Tower, I'll I'll be down to maybe one, one or two, you know, cigarettes. Cigarettes and coffee notoriously go great together. Yeah, That's, you, yeah. and you know, I'm just glad you're uh, taking the CDC's recommendation and you've made a little hole in your mask there to smoke through. That's uh, <laughs> that's pretty innovative. Better my mask than my neck. You know. It's right through the right through the O in Elton John, mm-hmm. yeah. and and I gotta go. I gotta touch back on that real quick. So uh, Elton John in 2014 signed mm-hmm. this <laughs> this mask for you that you yes. now here have here today in the uh, COVID nineteen epidemic here in twenty twenty. No, he knew I it was think, coming. No, I don't think it was. That he knew it was coming. This is you've seen what Elton John wears. This sure. is nothing. This, I think this was actually one of his, you know, performance pieces. Oh, that he did those are himself. lensless sunglasses. Right. That exactly. just don't. Oh. Uh, and so they, they, you can't see them, but they're mm-hmm. attached to the, the mask. So. Wow. Yep. That's quite also the look. Also reading, 
I'm doing a lot of reading, guys. The Art uh -huh. of Coffee by Sun Tzu. Good, good, good book. <laughs> you Are a Bad Barista by Jen Sincero. Uh -huh. Excellent. Uh, the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Frappuccino by Mark Manson. <laughs> yeah, one of Great. my favorites. Mm -hmm. And then Coffee and Tea by Leo Tolstoy. Reading that one again. Really good. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh -huh. Cool. Are you consuming any other kind of media? Um, No, I mean, that's, that's about it. <laughs> okay. It's not watching any Jim Jarmusch films, anything like that? No, I mean, other than, than what we've just talked about, I've been working on music uh and i'd like to to leave you guys uh with this piece i've been working on oh um, oh you have to go with, so soon well um i just you know got push-ups to do you don't want to uh, stick around for the devs and drag race report oh well i got i didn't know you guys already done that well sure we of haven't. course let's hear well, your let song me, let though me, let me just do a quick one and then maybe we can do something at the end uh, as well <laughs> but here we go. yeah so this working with my, my saxophone and about 14 different dogs in the neighborhood. I call this like Jazz Wolf. <laughs> mm -hmm. So just let me get into it here. expected to be, to be doing it live in studio. Yeah. It's still going. Man, that brass must be cold on his bare chest. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what do you guys think? Beautiful. That was beautiful. That was Thank great. You. If, you know, dogs, you know? I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> if I was sitting at a coffee shop... I would uh, love hearing that in the background. Me too. I was inspired. I mean, assuming there are about 14 dogs in the neighborhood also right. inside the coffee shop. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm yeah. thinking that's going to be allowed. You know, once we are off quarantine, community is, is, is just going to just embrace people and dog one alike. They're going to allow them inside. We're going to have coffee together. <laughs> We're going to have a lot of jazz wolf, <laughs> jazz dog in the upcoming times, I, I predict. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, thanks for joining us, Barista Barry. That's really a really heartwarming sentiment. Stopping by. Thanks. And, and in, in, in summary, I guess, uh, I just want to say thank you, Springfield, for all your donations during this time. As you know, a lot of baristas have lost their um, jobs, and, and we, we feel for them. But the Springfield has been keeping me alive with their coffee support and their donations during this time. And I hope to be serving you all again soon. Well, that's, that's really great. That's really great. We can't wait for you to be serving us either, Barry. Great. All right, Dan. <laughs> okay, Dan, I've got a uh, I've got 30 seconds on the clock. You ready for this? Whoa, okay, let's do it. Andy, welcome to 
Dan's RuPaul's Drag Race Corner. And this week, Crystal Method, the local drag queen, was in the top three, Andy. She did really well in the uh, Madonna, <laughs> excuse me, the Madonna unauthorized rusical. Uh, she did the uh, enlightened Kabbalah, like ray of light Madonna, and uh, her performance was super funny. She didn't end up winning this week. Uh, but she did get pretty heartfelt and uh, go over her father's experience and uh, battle with uh, uh, disease. And uh, okay, it, it was so, very heartwarming. Uh, it was a great episode. Good job, Crystal. I, I stand. I must stand. Oh, uh, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said she was great. So that's cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool stuff. I'd say... That's a win. Yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely, I mean, definitely a W so cool. in my book. Uh, Crystal's gonna go so far on the show, and uh, man, I I hope that me publicly standing her is enough to get him on the show. Wow, uh, you watch you watch Drag Race, Race Barry. Well, I I'd say I do more than just watch it. I I perform it uh, <laughs> and I just involve it into my routine. Um, a lot of time on your hands when you're just drinking coffee, and so you just you, you learn how to dance and look in uh, very m- many ways. Quarantine time. You learn to dance and look in very many ways. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lipstick tastes kind of kind of funny. Yeah, it's it is very. Uh, it, it's kind of strange to hear that you're into drag. What with mm-hmm. uh, so much of drag performing being about being dressed. Exactly. And, uh, uh, you, of course, are famously disrobed, at, le- at least on your top half there. But uh, that's very interesting. And, you know, uh, dra- drag can mean so many different things. So mm-hmm. it's beautiful to see you in the community there. Thank you. Devs. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, watch, you- watch the first half of episode four today. Pretty good. You're not caught up yet? I'm not caught up yet. Man, Dan. Episode seven. We only got one left. Kaylee Spaney, local hero, I guess, had another great scene this week. A really? pivotal, very important scene. Not going to spoil anything about it other than to say she's just fantastic on this show. So yeah. good. Plays a 19-year-old boy. And if you didn't know that she was Kay- Kaylee Spaney from Springfield, Missouri, you, you'd probably just think she was a 14 or 19-year-old boy. Ooh. She's so good. Andy, I love That's- the show. The, the It's got such a satisfying like slow burn to it yeah it's uh it, it's so so good Bar- barry you a fan of devs the alex garland series on fx no <laughs> all is right that, is that a coffee or <laughs> yeah yeah uh-huh. i'm a fan then i'm okay. definitely a fan uh all right then that's been devs corner <laughs> on spring food mo uh let's see we don't know what we're gonna do next week we do want to thank everyone who once again who donated to the or we do want to thank everyone once again who became a tower club member and helped us provide a bunch of meals for the hungry in springfield you can still do that at towerclub.springfoodpod.com five dollars a month half goes to help us make the show half goes to ozarks food harvest directly yeah thank you so much it's looking like right now we're going to be able to provide 300 meals a month at this yeah. rate. So uh, that makes me feel great. That's at a very pretty minuscule amount of subscribers. Yeah. It's really a, a couple handfuls, maybe. And mm-hmm. uh, I, yeah, you know it, who subscribes? Barista Barry. Whoa, <laughs> really? What did you think of last week's episode, Barry? Big subscriber. Last week's episode, <laughs> I, I just echo with what you guys just said right now. 
to be honest, I was doing some push-ups and, and drinking <laughs> coffee. I wasn't uh-huh. listening, guys. Would push-ups and coffee make your five things that uh, make you happy? Oh, the five things that make me happy. Well, yeah, push-ups, coffee. Let's see. Five jazz, more push-ups, one more coffee. <laughs> jazz Wolf, uh-huh. um, um, Springfield, and Hugs. Oh, oh that's wow. good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Man, can't wait till this is all everybody. over. I can get a big sweaty hug from Barista Barry. I was just texting with somebody today about how bad I miss hugs. <laughs> Love hugging. You were talking about those little uh, plastic jug uh, juices. I though. was talking about the diapers, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> miss huggies. Uh huh. Yes. Just love to change a diaper, you know? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, this is gross. I don't like this. <laughs> yeah, I don't anyway, like it Anyway, join the Tower Club, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> For more diaper content. <laughs> nope. Anyway, anything we need to, you need to leave people with, Barry, before we sign off for the day? Coffee does make the poop. We'll cut that out. <laughs> um, anything you need to leave people with, Dan? Um, coffee makes you poop. Fine. See everybody next week. Hey, thanks for listening to Spring Food Mo. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to hear two bonus episodes per month, go to subscribe.springfoodpod.com. On one episode, we talk about whatever, and on the other, we review all the new restaurants in town. Subscribing is only $5 a month. Half of that helps us put on the podcast, and the other half is donated to Ozarks Food Harvest to help fight hunger in the Ozarks. So you're saying listeners can donate money to a good cause and get two more episodes of our dumb show? That's what I'm saying, Dan. $5 a month at subscribe.springfoodpod.com. Cool. Thanks for the money. <laughs> Spring Food Media. Andy, did you have a chance to get out this weekend? No, I mean, the, the weather was really good, but uh, no, <laughs> mostly didn't. I just am a hermit, you know, I just like to stay inside. That's all. So you didn't meet up with any friends or anything? No. I, you know what? I don't, I'm don't. i not a person who needs to see other people. It's not like a part of my lifestyle. Don't well, care about I that. I mean, now that you mention it, neither am I really. I <laughs> kind of detest it. But whenever I did used to see other people, I, I, I mean, I can't really remember when that was. But yeah. whenever I did used to see other people. In the nursery after you were born. Like well, in the, yes, in, a, in the <laughs> that uh, was one time neonatal intensive care unit. This is the last yes. time you really hung out with any other people. Yeah, <laughs> but I used to see people gather in front of these uh these little these little like tiny trailers uh, in in a few parking lots here across town. A uh, uh, d- d- a dancing hula lady on top of them. That didn't sound familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess it, it does kind of sound like a pineapple whip. Oh, we're supposed th- to be advertising for them this week. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, we were just having this impromptu conversation uh-huh. about where people gather, <laughs> and then it kind of segued flawlessly into a pineapple whip ad. Not a single flaw. <laughs> Speaking of not a single flaw, pineapple whip is a non dairy fruit juice based soft serve that comes in six tasty. F- Revolt. <laughs> Six tasty revolving flavors. I thought it was revolving, and then I read revolting. Uh, so <laughs> That's let's definitely say not it. Rotating flavors. Rotating. 
in six tasty rotating flavors. You want to know any more about the flavors, Andy? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. The flavors rotate? Yeah. Well, well which ones are there? <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe we need to start over. <laughs> no, that's I think fine. we should start over. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. <laughs> 